0: My offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. So, of course, this morning we are closing out our series based on the book, The Power of Imaging by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And in the first lesson of this series, we provided a a wonderful visioning process for you to practice with questions designed to create the image within you of being an omnipotent expression of source. And then in last week's lesson, we shared a powerful little affirmative prayer for you to affirm any time your outward journey felt as if it was temporarily unfolding contrary to the image of you being an omnipotent expression of source. You know... When the checking account's a little low, the tire goes flat, whatever it may be. Now, we provided these two spiritual practices to you for one reason only. And here it is. You heard this at the beginning. The reason is the lesser idea is always contained in the greater idea. When you see and feel yourself as a vibrant, omnipotent expression of spirit, you will be. When faced with a difficult situation within the journey, which we all have from time to time, and you face that situation and hold your head high and look it head on and know and affirm that 24-7 you are guided, protected, and loved through presence as presence and an expression of the power, power of God at all times, you will be. Now, take note of the language that we've used here. When you see and feel yourself, maintain that image. Feel the joy of it, right? See and feel yourself as. Know and affirm as. You will be and you are. Those two practices are not designed to change how the universe sees you or interacts with you. They are designed to transform how you image yourself and how you image your interactions with the universe. They are designed to dissolve doubt and fear, the less-than-positive conditioned and behaviors and beliefs of oneself. And perhaps most importantly, they are designed to provide you the vibrational awareness that that which is drawn to you is always the end result of the causative vibration you consistently embody and offer to life. So we're going to make an assumption, and our assumption is that I won't trip over my shoes. Our assumption is, is that you've been practicing these two two exercises now for the past two weeks, wholeheartedly. You embrace them all. You've been visioning every day. And since you received your affirmation card last week with a little quote, You've been affirming every day. And perhaps you've noticed that little things have begun to shift in your journey. Things like getting the good parking spot. Yay! Or you've noticed that all of your swipe right picks have swiped right right back at you. The signals know what I'm talking about. And the robocalls have miraculously ceased that's that's worth the price of admission right there baby so our assumption is you have had some sort of big or small shift in your outer experience which affirms an inner and upward shift of your vibration and on the remote chance someone has been practicing and doesn't feel as if they've seen that just that small demonstration listen carefully keep practicing and look harder. It is there. Now officially we did not offer this this series for anyone to become a parking or dating master. We are offering the Power of Imaging series for you to know, believe, create, demonstrate, and live as the spiritual being that you are. Residing in consistent alignment with the whole of God, effortlessly demonstrating, it's my favorite term, effortlessly being, effortlessly demonstrating her or his every desired word and mental image. We offer this series for you to live your definition of success in the areas of health, love, and abundance. And we began by recognizing the power of presence of God that you are for this reason. Anyone know the reason? Because the lesser idea is where? In the greater idea. Absolutely. So the only question is now, is are you ready to move beyond the parking space and, and dating demonstrations into some seriously good manifestations? Yes. Hey, I got a yes, so there, there's always, <laughs> that's a good thing. True dad. Good. Excellent. Then let's begin imaging for a successful journey, which is the title of this morning's lesson, imaging for a successful journey. So we have a little parable for you. I I like my parables. And it's about this young lady. Her name's Leslie. And she brings home her fiance, Joseph, to meet her parents. Big step in the relationship. And so the father invited Joseph into his study to find out more about him. And so he asked Joseph, so what are your plans? And Joseph said, well, I'm a scholar of the Torah. And the father said, well, that's very admirable. But what will you do to provide a nice house for my daughter? And Joseph explained, well, I will study, and God will surely provide for us. The father continued, and... Well, how will you buy her a nice engagement ring? And and Joseph just shrugged and said, Well, I'll I'll study hard, and God will provide for us. And the father pressed on, Well, what about children? How are you going to support your children? And in a reassured voice, Joseph just said, Don't worry. Don't worry at all. God will provide for us. And this conversation continued on, much in the same manner for quite a while, and j- after it was over, Joseph and Leslie left, and Leslie's mother asked her, fa- asked her father, so what did you find out about the boy? What did you find out about Joseph? And the father said, well, he has no job and no plans. But the good news is he thinks I'm God. <laughs> <laughs> and the moral is... That the universe will always mirror as the mental image encased in your strongest belief. The fiance simply believed the universe would would provide, and the father, well, the father proved him right. Hmm. In the power of imaging, Dr. Peel wrote this. He said, Imaging is a kind of promissory note made out to yourself. Made out to yourself even when those pledges are casually made or only half seriously. The unconscious mind can hear them and react to them. He then shared a story about a friend of his who chose a career as a novelist. And this friend in his 20s was a cub reporter at a local newspaper. And at the time, being a cub reporter was like being a messenger boy. Got it? So Dr. Peel's friends friend, received a letter from his father stating that he was very disappointed in his son accepting such a low-paying job, and he was disappointed in his son's progress, and asked the son in the letter if he thought he'd ever amount to anything in his chosen profession, and so the friend wrote his father back and said, I am only twenty-one and I have a lot of time stretching out before me. Furthermore, I know exactly where I'm going and when I will arrive. At 30, I will be a great newspaper reporter. At 40, a great city editor. At 50, a great short, short storyteller. At 60, a great novelist. At 70, a great grandfather. At 80, a great admirer of pretty women. <laughs> and at 90, a loss to the community. The friend said to Peel, looking back on my career, you know what? I was a great reporter in my 30s. I was a great editor in my 40s. I was a great short story writer in my 50s. And now today in my 60s, I'm a great novelist. I can't wait to see what the 70s and 80s hold. And Peel replied, or the friend said, but I can't, I'm just amazed at how my career path has followed that predictive pattern that I had written to my father years ago. And Peel said, well, of course it has. You had a realizable image. You pointed the compass of your subconscious mind in the direction of that dream, and that is where it has carried you. That is where it has carried you. And this story from Peel contains all that we need, all that you need all that we need to arrange for your mental image to become all that you choose to become your path to a successful journey the friend had the image a goal in his 20s he wrote that goal down he placed a reasonable deadline on the goal and he refused to accept his father's image of himself And instead, nurtured an image he chose to manifest. He chose to manifest. Esther Esther Hicks said, you can have it your way. If we can vibrate and allow it, sitting down to write a new script is fun and rewarding because it is a quick way to manifest changes in your vibration which soon manifests changes in your life. So look, we know you have a goal. We know you have something in the process that you've been working, working with, the visioning process. Absolutely. But we want you now to take it and write it down. Not just write it down, but understand that when you are scripting that mental image, and we've said this for quite some time, that scripting, that writing down of the image, is the introduction to your mental image into the physical realm. You are creating a vibrating path for that image to manifest in the physical realm. This is the importance of scripting. And the more you write it down, the more clearer you are in getting that image on paper, then it goes from being impossible to being possible. It goes from being not doable, to being doable. Muhammad Ali said, all impossible is just a word thrown around by small people who find it easier to live in the world they've been given than to explore the power they have to change it. Impossible is not a fact. It's an opinion. Impossible is potential. Impossible is temporary. Impossible is no thing. So look, We're talking about visioning, and when we talk about visioning, it's all about what are the supportive actions that you can do to ensure your mental image is coming forward. And we've given you the tools, first and second lessons of this series, to begin building your confidence, right? Where can we find those lessons? On the website. website, There you go. They're there. So now we want to we take it another notch. Take it up a notch. We want to raise your vibration. We want you to provide the clarity to the universe that this is what I want, and by God, this is the time frame in which I want it in. Why do we assign a time frame? The time frame is not to say, or else, to the universe. The time frame is so that we can begin knowing that it's coming into fruition. The time frame is so we don't leave it open-ended. This is the image that I want. This is the vision that I have. But if we don't provide it a time frame, you might get it in a couple of weeks, you might get it in a couple of months, you might get it at 90. Right? And that's good if you're visioning for a motorized scooter. But if you have (laughs) other plans before then, you might want a vision, put a time frame to that vision. Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step and turning the invisible into the visible. So we're setting our goals, we've we've created our vision, now we've set a goal. And what we want you to do is seriously consider if that's a big goal, if that's a big vision, awesome, right? Think vision even bigger. But begin breaking that vision down in writing with reasonable time frames to manifest into smaller visions. You want to buy a house? We want you to buy a house, right? But what we want you to do is break apart that vision. Break apart that vision and write out what does it look like at the closing when the attorneys are shaking your hand and giving you that bottle of champagne? Are you drinking that gifted bottle of champagne in your new jet tub, perhaps with a side of strawberries and chocolate? Are you seeing everybody associated with that new home, the mortgage broker, the what do you call them, the, 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 the appraisers, all of that going, wow, you've got a great deal. You've done an excellent job. What a great find. This is an easy thing for us to approve. And then given it a reasonable deadline. You know, yesterday was what? The 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon mission. We landed a man on the moon, right? I I still think they should have put a woman up first. She would have left it neater. You know, they're sending a woman up for the next one. That's so she can clean up after these fools that went up the first time. (laughs) I said the men were fools. Sorry, I didn't mean to be sexist. (laughs) One in every crowd. But look, they didn't say, hey, let's build a rocket and go to the moon tomorrow. Somebody had the idea, the image, of going to the moon. And we consider it to be a great engineering feat. Absolutely, it was. a Great engineering feat of humanity. But what did they have to do? They had to write down every step of that process, as well as give it due dates, completion dates, when it would be completed. In all of those lesser visions, because the lesser vision is contained in the greater vision, all of those lesser visions tied into the greater vision. So this is where we want you to go, is to begin writing these down, giving them reasonable dates to be completed. Right? My Angelo said a solitary fantasy can totally transform one million realities solitary fantasy can transform one million realities. You know, I'll share this right quick, and it was interesting. M- most of you know that in, in January or last year, they asked me to serve on the board of Lost and Found, and I agreed. And I came home at from the very first board meeting, and I told them, I said, I'm out of my league. I don't know why I'm here. Th- these people are just amazing with their business backgrounds, and all this great stuff. And as, it, as with any function, any board function, occasionally there's always growth that can occur. If you've ever served on a board, you understand this. And so in, after four months of being on the board, the treasurer, her term was up, and guess who they asked to be? The treasurer. And I told them, you've got the wrong guy. You know, we, you've got the wrong guy. I don't do any of our, our, our stuff. And they are, s- I don't even know what to call it, counting stuff at the center. They said, no, we want you. And so I agreed. Two months later, they've asked me to be the vice chair <laughs> so we can get some things moving again. And I've agreed. Here's why that's important. I have often envisioned a world where our homeless are fed and housed. You hear me talk about that often. I have often envisioned a world where individuals will no longer keep their windows rolled up when somebody is out there asking for money so they can look have a, something to eat. and I've, And you know I have pushed over the years, buy them a burger. You don't want to give them money. That's my world. That's my fantasy. And what has the universe done? I'm like, okay, we're going to provide some clarity to the universe, because I wasn't prepared for that. But I'm very honored by it. The question is, are you ready to change your fantasy into a reality and know that it can be done, and even understand that no matter who says to you, that's absolutely nuts. That will never happen. Just remember, if it's your vision, if it's your fantasy, if it's your goal, and it is meant to empower not just you and especially and those around you, then guess what? It is not nuts. It is not nuts. The ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world, they're the ones that do. So we all need a little crazy from time to time. It's okay for you to do that. We want you to imagine three people at work. And they're at work in a construction construction site. And all were doing the same job. And each one was asked about the job they were doing. And the, the first one said, well, I'm breaking rocks. Breaking rocks. And the second one said, well, I'm earning a living. And when the third one was asked what he was doing, he said, I'm helping to build a cathedral. What image do you hold for yourself for the journey you are constructing? Because that is what you are doing. Are you holding an image of yourself constructing that journey as that powerful expression of source that you are? Dr. Holmes wrote, Ignorance stays with us, until the day of enlightenment, until our vision toward the Spirit broadens and casts out the image of no longer usefulness, what we now experience we may cease experiencing if we have the will and the imagination to set our vision in an opposite direction and hold it there. It is the office of the imagination to set the vision. The will should hold it in place until the creative genius of inner life transforms the image of limitation and transmutes it into liberty under the law. Look, we get it. We know you have cast a personal image for your journey into the causative field of mind. We know you've done that work. And we know that that image is wrapped within exciting and anticipation of its manifestation. We do not doubt that in the least. But we have to bring the question, have you written that image down as your goal? Is, it is in the writing or scripting of the image which assists the will to hold the image true to its original intention? Have you assigned a reasonable amount of time for that image to unfold as your journey? When you assign that reasonable, reasonable amount of time for the image to manifest as your journey, you are simultaneously demonstrating an affirmative faith in your divinity and your alignment with the creative process. A reasonable time frame for your image to manifest leaves zero doubt, Within your consciousness, that it will. And you know why that is? Because once that time frame has been established, and the monkey mind's going to kick in and begin creating doubt, and it will, that monkey mind going, oh no, you can't do that, oh no, that's not going to happen, you are prepared to reply, I know, yes, it will, and here's the due date, my good is arriving. I've already stated as such. Walter Starkey said, our world is in crisis because of our perception. How we see the world creates the world in which we live. Ultimately, it's about each of us taking the responsibility for being the presence of God. And we have shared over and over again throughout this series, and we know other Sundays, you are an omnipotent expression of source and we get that you like hearing it. We like saying it. We get that you like feeling it because we can feel it when you feel it, right? And we get that you, you like accepting this truth and all of that is well and good, but we would be remiss if we did not share with you, this is the time to take responsibility for being that expression of source. Responsibility for creating your empowered image and the responsibility to maintain that empowered image. Responsibility for working in alignment with the creative process of the universe. Writing that image down. Providing that image a reasonable time frame to manifest. So picture this. Three people are creating in the flow of life, as we all are at all times. And they are asked, one at a time, what they are doing. And one says, I'm just existing till tomorrow. The second one says, I'm working hard all the time. And the third one says, I am being the presence of spirit, outpicturing as my highest highest vision. Form always follows thought. Our affirmation card this week is a quote from Michael Beckwith. And we used this quote in the first lesson of this series, but its truth was of such importance. We wanted you to hear it twice, and so that's why it's on your affirmation card this week. Beckwith said, What we should be is pumped into us from outside sources. What we are meant to be is already living at our center. And it is what we are seeking to discover through the visioning process. What we should be, the shoulds, the coulds, all that's external. What you're meant to be, what you are, is what you already know. What you already know. What you already know is that you are designed to create all the good you desire. You are designed from the energetic energetic level out to live as that dynamic expression of source that you are. You are designed to be joyful and happy. And it is in the pursuit of other people's shoulds, and in the acceptance of other people's shoulds, that truth of you gets buried away. And all we're doing is taking a shovel and digging it out. You Ready to dig a little? So great story about the moon landing. Let's see if I can do it from memory. And so Apollo 11 astronauts, they land on the moon, right, and they come back, and everything. everybody's yay. But then in the radio station in Guam, right, because NASA was set up all around the world, there was a radio tower in Guam that was in charge of the communications for the uh, Apollo 11 spacecraft to get back to Earth. And if anything happened to that Station, they wouldn't be able to communicate. And sure enough, something happened. It broke down. I didn't know this till recently. And it, they were in danger of losing communications with Apollo 11 after it landed on the moon. And so it turns out that a ball bearing, whatever those things are, right? I know ball bearing says what I used to keep in my roller skates. I'm sure it has a purpose for an antenna. Anyhow, they broke. And it broke at a crucial time in the mission. And so they didn't have anybody that could reach the ball bearings without taking the antenna apart, except for one person. And the one person was the son of the NASA communications director, who was 10 years old at the time. And so the father calls up his son and says, hey, do you think you can do this? And the little boy says, oh, yeah. And he comes down. His name is Greg Force. And Greg, in this article's said he picked up a bunch of grease and squeezed it in his, in between his hands and then stuck his little two and a half inch arm into the ball bearing piece. And that saved the NASA mission. Isn't that something? <laughs> you never know when you're going to be called to greatness. You never know how the universe is going to play that out because Greg talked about always talking about his father and seeing him following in his father's working for NASA someday isn't that something and the universe rewarded him the universe allowed that to play out Jack Canfield said successful people maintain a positive focus in life no matter what is going on around them they stay focused on their past successes rather than their past failures and on the next action steps they need to take to get them closer to the fulfillment of their goals rather than all the other distractions life presents to them. Why is this important? It's important because if we're going to stay focused on our goals we need to write them down. If we're going to let go of the distractions of life that occurs for us all we need to have a reference point. So there's a great study that I came across by a neuroscientist by the name of Mark Murphy and Mark Murphy did this study about the importance of writing your goals down. And what he said was that he found that people who wrote their goals down were more likely to achieve them. But he wanted to look at the neuroscience behind that statement, right? And what, what he found was that when writing goals down, there's two versions of this. When we write them down, let me make sure I get it right, Um, we're writing the goal down that is for external storage so that external storage on a piece of paper or a journal whatever it's very easy to access and review however there's also a biological process and that biological process of writing down our goals mark calls encoding and the things that we perceive travel to our brains hippocampus where they're analyzed. From there, decisions are made about what gets done, what gets stored in our memory, and in turn, what gets discarded. So writing down our goals improves our encoding process. And we begin subconsciously making decisions that are supportive of our goals. Now, if if I relied on purely Abraham and Esther Hicks or anyone else, You know what they would call encoding, which we now have a neuroscience basis for? They would call it conditioning, revamping the energy, discarding what we don't need, putting in more of what we do need, conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. So we want you to hear that very clearly. Your vision, your image is within your grasp. We need you to work with the process. Eric Butterworth said, our job is not to set things right, but to see them right. Got that? Our job is not to set things right, but to see them right. And the moment you begin looking at what's going on in your journey, and how it's going to impact your image, and how you can positively allow for that image to come forward, you begin to realize nothing in the external can impact you. When you see yourself right, all things within your journey become right. So how do you see yourself? Powerful expression of source, operating from inspiration, or being impacted by the external. There's only one way that we see you, There's only one way that we feel you. There's only one way that we affirm for you. There's only one way that we treat for you. And that is with the awareness that just as you are, you are a powerful expression of source energy. And that everything you claim as your own to manifest within your journey is now doable. It is now possible. And whatever goes forward from you from this moment forward is nothing other than the vibrant demonstration of the power of your consciousness. Got that? Feel that? Believe that? Accept that? Some are saying yes. Some are saying, well, I don't know. (laughs) Now that you've got it, believe it, accept it, feel it, go and be it. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at TrinityCenterAtlanta.org forward slash donate.